Okay, so I think I give this introduction every year, but I think it's an important introduction to the halachas of um, the three weeks. And that is, it's very interesting how the halachas of Avelis, which is what we're practicing during the three weeks, are so different to the halachas of Avelis, Rahman, Litzlan, or someone that loses a loved one, a close relative. We know, for example, Chas Vashalom, a person should never experience this, but it does happen when a person loses a loved one. The intense mourning starts immediately. Kvura, the, the, the sitting shiva, that's the, the most intense time of Avelis. And then after that, it gets a little bit weaker with the shloishim. And then for a parent, a whole year. But it sort of relaxes itself as time goes on. And maybe the reason is because, as Chazal tell us, Time makes a person forget about the nifta, and therefore the most intense time of availus of mourning is when the person is in front of us being buried, just after being buried, the memories are still fresh. So that's the most intense time of mourning. Whereas the time of mourning of availus during the three weeks, which is also a time of availus, we lost the Beis Amigdosh, we lost the Mokam Ashchena, as we explained yesterday what that means to us. But there's also a level of Avelis and the halachas and many of the halachas that we keep during the three weeks and for sure the nine days and for sure even on Tisha B'Av itself are comparable, reflecting what goes on when a person is sitting shiva. But why is it the opposite way around? Why is it that when it comes to Avelis of a human being, the most intense is the beginning, is at the start and then relaxes a little bit more as time goes on whereas... The three weeks is totally the opposite. We start off the beginning of the three weeks with Shiva Sabatamas. A little bit of halachas that we'll discuss today. A few things to remind us, to get us into the mood. And then it gets to the nine days. And then it gets to Shavuah Shechalbay, the week that Tishabav falls in, which is even more chomor. Then you've got Erev Tishabav, Tishabav itself. And then after Tishabav, it's all over. Okay, until Chatzos, the next day, whatever. You see, it doesn't really apply because it's a nidcha. But it's the opposite way around. It starts light and gets more chomo. Why? The famous answer, and I said, we've explained, I think we said this every single year, but I think this is an introduction to the union, is that when it comes to a loved one, Laleni Rahman, we should never know. No one has to tell you to mourn. It's, it's obvious. It's there. It, it's, it's almost automatic. That a mourning is going to happen. Therefore, Chazal understood that that intense moment is in the beginning. And then eventually become normal with it. You can get used to it. You realize life goes on. And then things get more relaxed. When it comes to Chorban Abayis, it's so difficult for us. It's difficult for us to get into the gear, into the mode of mourning. You know, just imagine. You know, you hear that, you know, that on a certain day was your grandmother's yard site. It was the day that she died. And you remember, you've got these memories of going to her house. And it's like, ah. Remember those days of going to my grandmother's house? It was so nice. It was so beautiful. And I don't have her anymore. It's such a shame. And, and you feel a little bit of tzar. Imagine if a person tells you, comes over to you, says, Oh, wow, your name is Shloyme Cohen. Wow. I remember your great-grandfather. Your great-grandfather. Can you imagine your great-grandfather? You never met the guy. You never even heard of him. Today is his yacht site. Today he was nifty. He was walked to the gas chambers, the whole thing, whatever. You're like, wow. Interesting. I mean... You're not going to feel sad. You may be like, that's interesting to know. I never knew that. Maybe I'll say, I give a tick and whatever. Imagine if someone tells you, wow, I've traced back your lineage. Your great, 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 great grandfather died on this day. Okay. I move on in life. Can I have the cornflakes, please? 
It's not going to mean anything to you. The further removed we are from something, the harder it is for us to actually get reality and do something about it and feel something, especially emotionally. The Big Samigdash, thousands of years ago, was destroyed. We don't know what that means. We don't, know, we don't understand what it means to have a Vesamikdos. Yes, the Shechina, the Kahane, we have the art score, we have the pictures. It's beautiful. Even a 3D DVD nowadays of what would have been if the Vesamikdos, you know, it's wonderful. But at the end of the day, we don't understand it. It doesn't mean that much to us. Now, it should, and we have to work on it. Therefore, Chazal understood, that the only way that a person can arrive at a Tishabav and actually maybe feel something is when he observes the halachas of mourning of Avelis slowly in the three weeks, a little bit more intense in the nine days, then comes to Shur Shachalboy, Erev Tishabah. It's leading up the anticipation to getting more and more and more, and then finally we sit on the floor with the kinnis, with the Eicha, and hopefully, maybe, if we've observed everything until then, then we'll get to some recognition through the halachas of Avelis that we keep that we actually maybe lost something. And that is another reason why I bring this introduction because when it comes to these halachas there are many hetemim especially during the nine days having the showers and washing and kids clothing and there's all you know there's a, and I get phone calls all the time Rabbi what about this and come on there's a hetem over there and, and, and Baruch Hashem I know the hetemim but sometimes I say you know I know the hetemim and I can give you a hetemim certain people need the hetemim of course obviously everyone's different everyone's in a different situation but just recognize for a moment you can get out of almost every halacha that there is existing during the three weeks and nine days and even Erev Tishbab, almost all of them, not all of them. But then you're not going to feel anything. You're not going to accomplish what Chazal wanted you to accomplish. You'll never get to Tishbab feeling a loss because you just got through the three weeks and nine days. You know, I made a siyam, so I ate steak every night, but it was okay, it was a mitzvah, the Sharim says, that's the whole reason, is to get Christ all together, and therefore it's beautiful. And it, it is, and it's wonderful, I'm not putting it down. But just remember, if you get out of every halacha, then you're just not going to feel Tishabav. The reason that Chazal set up the halachas of the three weeks with a few halachas, and then the nine days a bit more, and then Erev Tishabav even more, was so that, because they understood that in our mind, so far removed, destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, mourning over the Beis HaMikdash, the only way that we can possibly get there is to observing these halachas. The moment we stop observing these halachas, I don't know, then, then a person should never complain that I came to Tishabav and I put all the art scroll Tishabav kinnis explained and it just didn't go. I didn't feel anything. That's the answer. Okay, so with that introduction, let's start a few alochas. There's tons, there's a lot. And hopefully over Benes Manon we'll be sending them to you as well by WhatsApp or by email, whatever it is. So um, look out for those. But uh, we'll just start with a few things. Number one, when does it begin? So the um, time period where the... Uh, three weeks begins, meaning the halachas of the three weeks, begins basically at nightfall of Shiva Asabatama. Shiva Asabatama, as we said yesterday, is the first day, it's the beginning of the three weeks, the first day of the three weeks, therefore by nacht, by nightfall of Shiva Asabatama, then it begins, which means all the restrictions of Shiva Asabatama begin over there, and the same thing also with the nine days, Rosh Chodesh Av, Shki at nacht of Nacht, uh, that's when it begins. Shkia is a, a shayla. Many posts can hold that it begins by Shkia. I remember the nine days, I always get these phone calls. You know, you always get one guy who's got a wash going on in the middle. You know, it's, it's, it just became a shkodesh of the nine days, and my washing machine is still going. Do I have to stop it? I had another guy one time that was in the middle of shaving. He's like, Rabbi, I got, I got my half my beard off. It's for shkia, like, Shkia, Nacht. What, what, do I have to stop? 
right? That's whatever. There's a halacha in Yochasavedis that you don't have to. But the point is that you know we, we should try to get these things sorted before Shkia of Shivasavatamas, even though we're not fasting. But that's the beginning of the three weeks when it comes to music and everything else that we'll discuss. And the same thing is also true with Rishchidish Av, and it comes to the nine days, which I don't think we're going to get a time to discuss right now. Right. So the main halachas that we have to discuss today are the restrictions that apply during the three weeks. That are number one: hair cutting and shaving, music singing and dancing, cutting your nails, shachianu buying you items, uh, weddings and engagements and various other things as well. So let's start, let's start with some of that. Okay, so like I said, we're not going to go through everything, it's impossible, but try to get as much as we possibly can. So we know that there's a lot of cutting your hair, that you're not allowed to cut your hair during the three weeks. So Ramon brings it in, that you're not allowed to do that. This includes any cutting or shaving on any hair in any part of the body. Adults are obviously included. Children so an adult generally is not allowed to cut a child's hair. It doesn't make a difference, says the Shulchan Aruch over there in Sifu Dalit. That's Osel Gedolim And therefore an adult is not allowed to cut a child's hair, even though a child doesn't really have that lochus because he doesn't understand. But if you have a child, for example, that's got overly long hair and the child can't cope with it and is in distress and sour, whatever it is, so then there's a mockum to be makal as long as they haven't reached the age of Chenach and it's not the week of Tishabav. Um... Well, okay, so all the other lochas are allowed to make an upshur. Generally, we don't make an upshur for a child that's born during the three weeks and three years have been gone and we postpone it until after Tishabav and the similar to things to that. Um, people have an idea, I don't know where it comes from really, although the Mishabur does bring it down. Mishabur and Tovkov from Nalis Gotten Lama Base brings down even the covered Shabbos is also. That means even to shave a covered Shabbos, if I had covered Shabbos, covered Shabbos. No, Mishabur says even a covered Shabbos is going to be also because at the end of the day we have a prohibition. As I said yesterday, yes, it might be a little bit uncomfortable not being able to shave for those people that normally do shave, but yes, it is. It's meant to be uncomfortable. There's a reason for it, right? Not everything that's not comfortable we don't have to keep. And therefore, a person should be very, very careful when it comes to that. There are heterim for, for example, women that want to be, you know, cut off their hair that are sticking out, for example, you know, their hair covering. There is a mockum to be made called the Um... Uh, most poskim do allow a married woman to shave her legs, um, especially if it's you know, going to be seen, it will cause embarrassment, or something like that. Tweezing eyebrows also for women is generally mutter, there's no problem with that whatsoever. Um, the Shulchanan brings an interesting aloha to Nimchas Avedis, and also over here that if a, if a person has a moustache, that's ma'akiv da achila. I don't know what that means. Like, you know, you've got the bars coming down. You push, you can't get the schnitzel in. I don't know what that means exactly. The Shogun says you push, you can't eat because the moustache is getting so long. So then there's a hair to, to trim the moustache in that case. Uh, if you feel you feel you've been into that, then that would be makeo. Uh, somebody asked me last year, they have a shaitel and they got a chizuk from a shmooz, whatever it was, and they want to cut their shaitel in covered sneers. Oh, whatever, they went to a shmooz and long shaitels, whatever. I'm not going into now the Indian sneers, that's not my purpose right now. But they wanted to cut it, are they allowed to cut it? And the answer is obviously yes, because the sneers never no problem. Music, nowhere does it say, we spoke about the Basphere Saima, nowhere does it say there's an Issa to listen to music, Lemaisa, but it is brought down. That the issue is to dance, and since music brings to dancing, therefore a person has to be careful. This includes live and recorded music. There is no difference whatsoever. Because again, if the reason is not to dance, what's the difference if it's a live band or it's a CD that's played in my earphones? So therefore, it is a problem with that dancing. Is obviously going to be a problem. Maybe a term for for for, for, for or a CM or something similar to that. But the Maisa. Um, that, that, that's included. Singing is obviously not a problem. There are postkin, for example, that say, Mikor Chaim brings it down that a person shouldn't even sing during the nine days, especially a happy tune. It's not a happy time. But again, if a person needs it, then there's no problem for that whatsoever. Obviously, on Shabbos, if a person is singing to Hashem or making a kumzitz to get a person in Ma'oyah's Liboy, they do that in camps and these sorts of things for cure purposes or just for simcha purposes, that might be permitted again. 
various shadows apply. Children who haven't reached the age of chenech have no problem whatsoever. You don't have to stop your kids from listening to music. Obviously, if they haven't reached chenech over here, means chenech of korban beisamigdash, which means it's a higher age than regular chenech, because they have to understand what it means to lose the beisamigdash. And therefore, since a child, generally until, I, I don't want even to say age because it's dangerous, but I'm just going to throw out an age, seven, eight. I, I doubt a six-year-old really understands, but again, you'll have a six-year-old maybe that does understand. Everyone is different. Every child is different. Every age is different. So I don't really want to say that. Um, a child, for example, a very common child, Uncle Moishi, they want to listen to a story from Uncle Moishi or whatever these things, or have different ideas, different things. So if it's accompanied with a bit of music, you don't have to worry about it. You know, the music on your phone that rings when you, when the, when you don't have to worry about that. You go to a waiting room to play music, you don't have to worry about it. Someone puts you on hold and there's music for <coughs> three weeks. Generally, these things you don't have to worry about because they're not made for simcha, therefore you don't, you don't have to worry. At the end of the day, we also have to know that our heterim, that if a person is listening to music not for the sake of simcha, for dancing, then it's generally mutter, even if it's fast, lively, upbeat music. For example... Common Shaila, person is driving the Catskills, driving upstate New York in order to write the father's, you know, home all week, he's going back to Shabbos, whatever, and he's traveling, he feels very, very tired, he feels it's dangerous for him to drive. Obviously, if it's dangerous, he should go to sleep for a few minutes on the side of the road, but if he can't, whatever reason, and he wants to stick on the hot, you know, the, the cold air conditioning, open the windows, and put on the music loud in order for him to continue going, that's okay, because that's not for, you know, purposes of some kind. The same idea if a person is exercising, person's in the gym, person's running, jogging, whatever it is, he needs to listen to music just to keep him going, but he doesn't, he's not enjoying it, he's not dancing from it, then obviously there will be a head to in that case. Now there are other Ashailas as well which you're not going into about whether or not you're allowed to train People have music lessons, guitar lessons, piano lessons, violin lessons, all these sorts of things. You know, generally speaking, if it's for a child, you can definitely be more maker, especially if it's not really for enjoyment. They, they forget, they hate it, they can't stand the lessons because they're not actually playing anything. They're just doing up and down or doing a few notes here and there. If it's a short mock in Jamaica, a child maybe that's reached a more professional level, especially if he's an older age, then maybe should be prevented in that time during the three weeks, for sure, during the nine days. Cutting your nails, there's no problem of cutting your nails during the three weeks, only until Shvur Shechalboy. Shvur Shechalboy is a Shaila. Um, Agav, this year there's a major shayla, there's a shvush cowboy. Because Tisha Ba'etzim is Shabbos and it's pushed off to Sunday. So, really, it's the next week. So, therefore, Pashtas, there isn't really much of a Shur Shechalba, which, according to Ashkenazim, is not a major difference. According to Sephardim, is a huge difference because that's all they keep. But even Ashkenazim, there would be a difference. For example, cutting the nails. Many are Mahmud during Shur Shechalba. If this year there's no Shur Shechalba, that means cutting the nails would be okay. Cutting a, child, um, a child's nails for, cos- for non cosmetic purposes, for example, they've got dirt there, or for example, it's hurting them, or it's cutting off, whatever it is. So, that's no problem, obviously, of doing that even during Shur Shechalba. That's going to be no problem whatsoever. Making the bracha shechayonu is not recommended during the three weeks. The simple reason is because you're making shechayonu v'kibonu v'giyonu lazman hazeh. Why would you say that during the three weeks? The three weeks is not exactly a happy time to say, wow, thank you, Rabbi for getting me to this stage. Which stage? The three weeks. And therefore it's best for a person not to say it at that time. And we normally say it when we have fruits or we have a new suit or when a person you know, does a certain mitzvah or something similar to that. So generally the minhag is that we don't make shechayonu during the three weeks because that's not the right time to do it. Um, many post the Morgan Avram, for example, brings it that on Shabbos you are allowed to do it. The Arizal happened to say that a Shachana should not even be said on Shabbos during the three weeks because even Shabbos is included. But again, there is a heter for a person that Mamish needs to wear a new thing or whatever it is to say Shachana over there. There are many posts in that whole forget. You should leave it till Shabbos to wear the new suit or eat the new fruit. And this way you can make a Shachana and then you're okay. And that's for sure true if the fruit will not last and during the week and therefore there's no problem whatsoever. But that's pretty much the idea what a person should do is rather wait to eat, you know, wear the suit if you make the shachan on the suit, where eat the fruit, if you make the shachan on the fruit, on Shabbos, that's definitely a better thing to do, and that's no problem. A person, obviously, if a person, for example, um, if a person uh, has a baby boy, 
and, uh, and the bris, they make a shechianu. Obviously, you can make that. A person makes a girl, toy that mated, whatever. So, therefore, there's no problem with that whatsoever, um, obviously, during that time. Um, okay, so buying new things, a person is not meant to buy amazing new things, which was like very fancy things. Like with Moshe writes, if you're buying a new car, really, you should buy it and benefit from it before Rosh Chodesh Av. Um, because you're going to have to say a shachianu or a tova mative in that case, whatever it may be. And the same thing applies also to washing machines and dryers and all these sorts of things. And a person says tova mative, the best thing is before the nine days. But um, a new talus, for example, that requires a shachianu, a person should not wear it for the first time during the three weeks. It's best for a person not, again, to, uh, to buy very fancy things during the three weeks. But small things, there are no problem. You can buy a shirt, you can buy socks, you can buy a new, new notepad, pens, all these things are no problem. So in the nine days, we try to refrain from buying new things, even smaller things. But the mice, the meaning is you need a new pen, you need some paper, whatever it is, obviously you can buy those things. There is no problem with that whatsoever. Giving presents, there is no problem of giving presents. Um, during the three weeks, there is no problem until Rosh Chodesh Av, after the nine days. During the nine days, a person should generally not give presents. Obviously, it's better even not to give a present that requires a Shekhyanu, um, during the three weeks. Swimming is allowed until Rosh Chodesh Av. Uh, there are poiskim, for example, the, the Ravosna has a, um, a letter in Kovitz from Beislevi where he says that uh, the Olim are knowing that they don't go on very, very deep water or fast water during even the three weeks. That means swimming but if a person is going to kayaking or uh, white water rafting or something like a little bit more dangerous things, those things maybe should not be done during the three weeks, for sure not during the, the nine days, but even during the three weeks, even if swimming is motor, but deep water and very fast, dangerous activities are best not to. Again, these are not also, they're best not to. Um, house decorating generally is permitted until the Shredish Av. There are those who refrain from it during the three weeks. Depending on the situation, I've given a time for people to start work, building work during the three weeks because they need to, and that's the only time that they could do it, and then that's the only time the builder could do it, and then they need it desperately before Rosh Elo, whatever it is, then there's a mockum to be makeful with that also. Uh, without going into all the halachas because we don't have time, but just to remember a few of the halachas for the nine days, when it's Nagea, we know about eating meat and drinking wine, we know about buying new items, we smoke about that, repairing Items going to the tailor, sewing things also should not be done. Laundering, cleaning clothing, wearing new clothing as well, or freshly laundered clothing, bathing and swimming, uh, building, decorating, and all this sort of thing, wearing shoppers clothing, all of these things are included during the 90s. Again, there are heterim for many of these things in different situations, but be careful, be sensitive, because at the end of the day, the more times you use the heterim, the less sensitivity you have to have. And I think we've pretty much covered most halachas in the three weeks. Be'ez Hashem, we should be Zoycha, Be'ez Hashem, if Mashiach comes, we don't have to keep these halachas this year. Be'ez Hashem, we won't be sitting on the floor this Tisha It will be a Simcha, it will be Yontav, and the Rabbanu Shem will give us all the other Okay, have a wonderful day.